Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That was a great dinner. So great. Wait, where'd you park the car? Oh, the one I just sold to Carvana. What? When did you do that? When you were still looking at the menu. I went on Carvana.com and all I had to do was enter the license plate or VIN, answer a few questions, and got a real offer in seconds. They picked up the car already? No, I parked around the corner. But they are picking it up tomorrow and paying me right on the spot. Oh, no wonder you picked up the check. Yeah, about that. Uh, thought we were going halvesies. Sell your car to Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get a real offer in seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, tuned in, new episode, Music is Love Language. I'm your host, Clint Coley, no AKAs. Let's get straight. Ooh, excuse me, let's get straight. Man, let's do it again. Nah, fuck that. It was natural. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, now, fuck it, we, we, gonna, we gonna keep going. I'm, I'm trying to get one. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host, y'all recognize him, man, R&B star. Give it up for my guy, Case in the building, man. What up, y'all? Yeah. What's good, baby? What up? Chilling, chilling. Finally here, man. Finally, B. Finally. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while. For a long time. I'm glad you was able to come on, man. Look, I'm not going to ask you a whole bunch of stories about, you know, 90s R&B, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Real quick, though, before we get started, before, I, I, just, I just got a question. Uh -huh. I just got a question. I did your podcast yesterday. Right. And you were telling the story of how Faded Pictures was made. I just need you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need you to tell the story on how Faded Pictures was made. That's it. And then we can get to the topic. Well, actually, it was two sessions. It was two sessions. The okay. first session we did at the Hit Factory. Okay. Um, so me and Joe went and we... No, no, no. That was the second one. Okay. The first, the first session was at... Um, Quad Studios. Quad Studios. So, where's that at? That's in New York. Okay. That's in New York. That's the studio uh, Pac got shot. Okay, all right, all right. So we in there, we do the song. It's like maybe eight, nine stripper chicks in there. I don't know if Joe was there for that part. I don't remember that part. But um, we had a dice game. Um, and Joe said he never played CeeLo before. Nigga hustled me. Nigga beat me at like 10,000. <laughs> 10,000? To the point where they had to come because I'm. Joe, help me, yeah. Yeah, yo. The nigga got me. Yo, dog. I'm like, yo, this nigga, he can't keep winning. So the nigga's like, yo, did this nigga just put his watch up? Nah. They, so the nigga's dead at the game. Mm -hmm. So we sang the song. And I remember leaving the studio saying bye to everybody. Mm -hmm. And then I remember being home the next afternoon. Mm -hmm. Apparently, I drove home. Well, you, you, you was that intoxicated? You, you... Yeah, I feel like, yeah. Okay. You know, the fact that you said apparently lets me know. Apparently, because okay. nobody drove my car. So you was you was drunk when you recorded? Yeah. And then when they got it back, they was like, they was like, that sound fucked up. It's like, that's we were drinking. And they said, all right. It's like, nah. So we had another session like the next week. There was no strippers. There was no dice game. <laughs> It was some liquor, but and then niggas went. And we, so, which version game. do we hear? The one with no strippers and no dice game. Yeah, you okay. hear the one. Yeah, without all that. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. all right. I would love to hear the one. Do you still have that? It's somewhere. I want it. It's probably on a CD somewhere. Somebody, if you have the original version, yo, that's that joint. But what's crazy is, I mean, real quick, that song is such a. 
it's a beautiful record for, for for the main reason for me is everybody knows what you what, what we're talking right, about. You right. know what I'm saying? It's a breakup song. This yeah, pretty much. So in my opinion, I'm sitting here like, why are there strippers in a dice game while you're singing a fucking breakup song? Well, know? see, the two things have nothing to do with each other. No. <laughs> see, that's what people don't understand. Like, yeah, they have nothing to do with each other. That's funny, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, my bad. I just wanted to get that out there, man. Only yeah, because, yeah. Um, you know, we, you know, hey, man. At the end of the day, dog, I'm gonna give you flowers, dog. We fans, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate like, y'all, you, man, you, definitely. you, you know. At the end of the day, man. As much as you and I, you my uncle now. You know, we already, already, already had that conversation. But at the end of the day, bro, like we still fans. We love your music. We love what you've done for the culture, man. And Appreciate I just want to sit here and say thank you. Yes, sir. All right, but let's yeah. talk, man. So a lot of people don't know, like when we, yesterday we was debating music, man. You mm-hmm. was you was talking about how like you're just as hard on music as I am, right? Yeah, probably harder. That's even better. Yeah. So what I do is a lot of times we always talk about, can you tell the story of somebody's genre with or without you? That lets me know if you're a legend or not. Right. All right. Today, we're going to tell the story of 80s R&B. Okay. Meaning throughout the 80s, I need seven R&B artists that if somebody's, okay, if somebody's like, Never heard 80s R&B. Mm-hmm. Never seen 80s R&B. They from a different multiverse. Mm-hmm. They came in and said, yo, this is 80s R&B. We need, give me seven people that you can't tell the story without. Of 80s R&B. 80s R&B. So we're going to go one by one. You name somebody, I name somebody. But the thing is with this list, we have to agree. Right. We have to agree. So as a matter of fact, I'll start you off. So first of all, real quick, we're excluding Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was pop. Yeah, but even yeah. still, like, even if he was, like, yeah. we just excluding Michael Jackson, yeah, and we're excluding Prince. Yeah, that's not our. Yeah, favorite. but yeah. even even if it, I mean, but right, we talking we that's a different level. Right, 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 right. Right. right so right. We, we excluding Michael Jackson. So we do a straight R and B. Straight R and B. So the first person I'll give you to me, and you know, don't take this personally, no shot, right? But to me, he's the greatest vocalist I've ever heard, and that's Luther Vandross. For me. I feel for me, okay. for me. Now, no diss, no, no, no diss, no, I, <laughs> no diss. I, but, but for me, that's the first name for me. I'm going to say we can tell the story. Now, I don't think Luther Vandross has a classic album. Neither. I don't think Luther Vandross. No. Has, but, but what I do think is Luther Vandross vocally was just that much superior than everybody else. And well, also, I disagree with that part. Or in the 80s. Yeah, I disagree Who with you that got? Part. Alexander O'Neill or? The Gap Band. Oh, you talking about Charlie Wilson? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm not. <sighs> That's a whole other planet. You think Charlie Wilson sing better than Luther? Nigga, Charlie Wilson snoring sing better than, than Luther. Really? Nigga. For real? No shit. You must not used to listen to the Gap Band. No, it's not that I don't listen to. I mean, but we're talking like voice for voice, voice for voice, bro. I don't. I'm sorry, man. Voice for voice. I know you do this, nigga. Man, listen. Voice for voice. You got Charlie over Luther. You got Charlie Wilson over Luther. Way over Luther. Way over Luther. Way over. Like way over him. Way over him. Way over. Way in case we in case we disagree, bro. Man, listen, <laughs> we disagree. Way, but I'm good with that. But but yeah, so that's my that would be my first name. I guess you don't agree. That's okay. I'll tell you one name that you definitely can't tell us. Give me, give me a name without Teddy Riley. I thoroughly agree with that. 
Yeah. Because we're talking, and here's the thing, when we tell the story of 80s R&B, we don't just say r we don't just say singers and whoever, we also right. mention producers and writers too. Right, right. So you got, you got, you got Teddy, I'm not mad at Teddy Riley. Yeah, because think um, about it, Keith Sweat. Bobby, Bobby Brown. Yeah, guy. Guy, yeah, yeah, no, no, he had a, and then don't forget, people don't realize a lot of stuff that he did outside of that too. Right, Like exactly. he did the show That's with, with Dougie Front. yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't disagree yeah, with Teddy Riley. you can't tell a story without Teddy I'm Riley. good with Teddy Riley. Okay, so we disagree on Luther. Mm -hmm. We agree with Teddy Riley. No, no, we don't disagree on Luther. We disagree that Luther is the best, best singer. Yeah. Okay, okay, all yeah, right, yeah. all right. But you do say like '80s R&B. Oh yeah, Luther yeah, Vandross. Okay, yeah, okay, definitely. Okay, let's get some women on here. I mean, let's let's be real, bro. I know Whitney had pop shit in that the was '80s. When saving all my love for you, pop though. Yes. It's a pop record. Very much so. Mm. Very much so. Mm. You know what it is? Now, I when she, now I will say, remember, you know, I think her first two albums were pop. And then the third album, which was, I think, I'm Your Baby Tonight. That wasn't pop. That was pretty pop, too. Do you think so? Like, with me, because I just look at the, the producers that you used. And on that on that album, if you remember, that's Babyface's now take took over at the helm yeah, those, on, on those, that album. Those was pop records. Those was pop records, Those pop records, Wow. But you can't tell a story without Babyface either. No, nigga, absolutely. So you can't. let me ask you this. So it's weird, right? Because I did a story of the, the story of 90s R&B, right? Mm -hmm. For me, Babyface might be in both decades. If oh, very much so. Babyface wrote very damn, much so. Damn near, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of shit he wrote I didn't even know about. Nigga, I didn't know he wrote for The Whispers. And when he was 16, he wrote that song. He wrote, he wrote Roxanne when he was 16? He wrote that when he was 16. Yep. That was his first place, and he wrote that shit when he was 16. Wow. Yeah, he's serious. You can't tell a story without him. Wow. Just all of the stuff that he did. Wow. Yeah, he wrote that shit when he was 16. I didn't know that. Yep. I, that part, I didn't know. Now, of course, you know he wrote Roni for Bobby Brown. Yeah. We good Karen White shit, like. <laughs> Man, all, yeah. And I love Karen White, dog. Yeah, I like Karen White, too. You know, um, but yeah, okay. I'll give you baby face. Um, give me some. I guess you're going to say Janet Jackson is pop, too? Because. Yeah. But Jam and Lewis, you can't. That's what I'm saying, too. right? But they did everything. They did, they did pop. new, new They did new additions. They did Alexander O'Neill. They did Sherelle. So I guess let's let's really now let's draw this back then, right? If we talking R and B, right? Because for me, I don't like to me. Okay, let's let's start here. What is your definition of pop music? Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't know if I can define it, but I, I when you hear it, you know it. Like, you know the difference between soulful music and pop music. Because, like, like, I think that pop is anything. It's like, so it's weird, right? I felt like anything you really, like, okay. Let's take Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation mm -hmm. and Control, right? Mm -hmm. To me, those are R&B albums, to me, right? Mm -hmm. And I, and people, I think, call them pop in a sense because, because of how- Because they crossed over. Because of how, yeah, because it's like, yo, like, okay, Jam and Lewis did both those albums. Mm -hmm. And to me- They did me, all of them, all of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they did all of Jay's. And it's like, to me though, Jam and Lewis don't really make pop. They make, they make, they make, like it's soulful, it's rhythmic, it's like it's a it's a vibe in a sense. But to me, like Jimmy, like to me, when I think of pop, I think white, right? And I don't when I hear Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, I don't hear 
white people. I hear. Well, they they made they've made some records in the eighties that were super super pop for sure. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm yeah. only human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super pop. Yeah, but them other records is pop too. Yeah, like. And I'm deferring to you because you, I mean, again, yeah. you do this. Well, I'm not, yeah, uh, you know, for me, everybody no. probably listen to this podcast like, this nigga shutting you the fuck up. No, like, no, no, no. For, <laughs> yeah, he do this, like, nigga. <laughs> he, he sing. Yeah, he did it a couple times. He did it, <laughs> he did it a couple times. But no, it's like, for me, mm-hmm. I, you can feel the difference between a pop record and an R&B. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a perfect example. Give me a perfect when example. When Boys to Men and Jodeci came out. Yes, yes. There was a clear Definitive line mm-hmm. between which one of them was pop and which was R&B. See, and I don't look at Boys the Men. I, I feel like Boys the Men had pop. I, f- I feel like a song like End of the Road, right? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's a pop record. I feel like that's an R&B record that just went cra- like. See, it pisses me off, right? When white people like something, it's automatically kind of considered yeah, yeah. pop, right? And it's like, no, dog. Like it just maybe is that good. There is stuff like that, but yeah. stuff like. Nah, in the road, that was the pop record first time that, I ever heard it. For yeah, it didn't feel out. like it, see that's the thing. It didn't feel yeah. like when I first time I heard, I'm like, no, this is a this is an R and B record. Like the nigga is singing his. B- you know why? Let me tell you why they tricked you. Because <laughs> they tricked me. End of the road is nothing but the spinners. It takes a fool. Yeah, and once yeah, you had damn, that in your damn. head, now you're like, oh yeah, that's what it got you. Damn. But first of all, for it. those of y'all that don't know the song, he talking about it takes a mm, to learn. Yeah, that love, love that's don't what end love. Of the road is. And that's why when we when we done, I'm gonna play you the beginning of that Spinner's record, and it's gonna fuck your head up. It's fucking my head up now because I'm listening yeah, to the record. Yeah, but wait till I play the record for you. It's gonna fuck your head up. Damn. It starts with he could have sampled it. It's it's the same exact record. Damn. And that's why you, that's probably why you got that feeling from it. And you know what? I can also say this too, uh, Case. It's like. I also got to remember a lot of when these records came out, right? Mm-hmm. So like, and, and okay, let's take a Rhythm Nation album. That's mm-hmm. 89. How old are you in 89? Shit, 17? 17, 89, I'm two. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. And and, yeah. and by the time I hear it, it's, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, now I, I have a different memory with Rhythm Nation because like, I remember my mom taking me to the concert when I was a right, baby. Right, right, like, right. Like, I remember that distinctly. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And I say that to say, it's like, but it's like there's records on there where I'm sitting there listening. I'm like, yo, like, okay, yeah, I get the, you know, the doom, 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 doom. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, but right. it's like a song like it's alright now. I don't feel like that's pop. I feel like that's New Jack Swing. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's some stuff on there. There's elements of yeah. of of everything. In yeah. There. But in general, it's mm-hmm. a pop album. So you know, you know what it now is. Now you got me wanting to change the topic. It's like, well, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, no. Because <laughs> now here's the thing that, I, and I had this conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. If you notice, like I'm huge on '70s R&B. Okay, that's but your if thing. If you notice, mm-hmm. right when the '80s came, all of our '70s soul artists made, started making strictly pop music. You know what? Aretha Franklin. Yeah, I will. Michael Jackson. Yes. Yes. All of them started making pop music. You know what's crazy? Now that I'm thinking about that, right? Like even Stevie Wonder and guys like that, yeah, yeah were making like there was a lot of like I remember in the '80s, Stevie Wonder, doo, 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 doo. They, everything, damn, everything went right, pop in the '80s, right? It went to I just called, yeah. That's say, a different, that's as a, opposed to songs in the key of life. It, it's something happened in the '80s where all so Aretha Franklin was making pop records and the Patti LaBelle wow. in the '80s, and these are soul singers. Damn, dog. No, you, you. Yeah. Nigga, nigga said, again, you said me straight. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, there was something 
There was some type of shift that happened. So I guess that, like let's really dive into that then, right? Instead of talking about the story of 80s R&B, I don't mind, you know, pivoting and let's having a better conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, then let me ask you this case. Why did going out of the 70s into the 80s pop became, I guess, the thing? I don't know. I don't know if For it was you. the culture. I don't know if there was a culture shift. You got me at that time. I'm 10. 10, right. So. The culture shifted some type of way. Mm. Um, the 80s was just a different time. Yeah, it yeah. Just, it was just a, the 80s just, everything so just changed. So let me ask you, so who's, then, then, then less, then, and then here's my next question. Then in the 80s, if we're talking about pop was kind of the, you know what I think mm-hmm. about now? Pop really was kind of the dominant genre, right? In oh, the yeah. 80s. Yeah. So the question is, who stayed true to that element of R&B? Besides, I mean, P-Funk, I think. Parliament Funkadelic, mm-hmm. they stayed true to it. Luther Vandross. Um, Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. No. He, he made he pop start, shit? He too? started going. Actually, a lot of them songs that Luther put out, this, those are old pop songs. Well, okay, yeah, from Dionne Warwick and, um, and uh, Burke Carpenters. And, yeah. yeah. But it, he had a lot of pop stuff. Because remember, that's when he started to go more pop towards the end of the age. Towards the end, yes, he did. Yes, yeah, he did. that's what I'm saying. And I don't know what that shift was. Because mm-hmm. think about it, Patti LaBelle, Aretha Franklin. I don't New know. New Edition was even pop. They first... Like bubblegum pop, they first two albums. Now that you, I mean, yeah. going by your definition, yeah, yeah. now I'm gonna say this. Well, their dance wasn't really pop, theirs was kind of mm-hmm. at that time. That's the beginning of the 80s, okay? Yeah, that was still considered our right. music, okay? Okay, which is why they didn't cross over that much. Damn, back man, then. You're right, though. Lionel Richie did Lionel, pop. everybody, and yeah. but something happened yeah. in the 80s, crack. No, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was, it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck this weed, nigga. Give me that. That's, it might have been some shit like that, right. but now I will say I do. I am going. I do disagree with your your definition of pop, mm-hmm. but I'm respecting your your. You right. know what I mean? Like I don't. And I, I don't, don't really have a definition of it. I just know it when I hear it. I see what you're saying. And like, you and you have your ears are different than mine. Right, mine. Are, like and so for me, all music, all good music, is melodic. But there's certain melodies mm-hmm. that have pop sensibilities to them. Mm-hmm. More so than soulful melody, mm-hmm. they're, they're two different things. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, um, wasn't that on Boy Smith's album with a pop feel appeal mm-hmm. to it? That was mm-hmm. their thing. And then don't forget, pop bands are spawned from Boys to Men, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. All of that. So we're talking In Sync, Backstreet Boys, and all them niggas is spawned from the Jackson Five. Yeah, facts. No, so, yeah, 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 facts. Right. Okay, so we still we still talking about this whole pop R and B thing, right? And we talking about who actually stayed true. So you said that um, you said Luther kind of, you yeah. said Parliament Funk. Let's let, you, you know who else? We talk, um, Sade. Uh, she's not really R and B. I don't yeah, know. She's, what, I don't, she's, she's music. Yeah, she's just music. <laughs> Sade. Yeah. A, a lot of times, how you, how you can differentiate pop and and R and B or soul mm-hmm. is a lot of times the drum sounds. Mm-hmm. There's different drum sounds. Mm-hmm. There's the sound, the actual sounds of the instruments, they tune them brighter. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not sad. Mm-hmm. Feeling they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're brighter. Mm-hmm. And so the whole thing overall just sounds bright. Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's one thing. And like I said, there's certain melodies that are soulful melodies. Mm-hmm. When you hear them, you feel them. Mm-hmm. There's other melodies that you'd be like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. There's a different stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, for me. Mm-hmm. Between hearing something and liking it and hearing something and feeling it. So I guess let's talk about, so we're talking, you know, so it's crazy, right? 
your your childhood in the 80s is mm-hmm. almost equivalent to my childhood in the 90s, mm-hmm. right? So we're talking now 10-year-old case to 17-year-old case who's coming of age. Right. It's the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Who's in your walk, man? You're, you're in Mount Vernon. Yeah. You 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 walk into school. And then don't forget, don't forget now, I mean, I'm sure you probably knew you could sing when you were when you were probably yeah. five six, yeah. but now your your vocal cords are changing. You be like, you, wh- wh- well, what, what happened? What happened for what me was that I well I was, I'm from Brooklyn and I okay. moved to Mount Vernon in '87. Okay, yeah, so, I was born. Shout yeah, out I that. moved to Mount Vernon in '87. Okay, um, I'm part of Brooklyn, Best Eye. Okay, all right. And so, damn, y'all got a lineup, then niggas from Best Eye. Yeah, y'all yeah. got it. Y'all, y'all line we, up crazy everywhere. But I think what happened for me was that it always seemed like a dream. Mm-hmm. Like I could be this, but there was no outlet for me. Mm-hmm. But when I moved to Mount Vernon, I came out of school one day. I was like, "Oh shit, that's heavy D that, right yeah. there, right there in front of me." Hey. So I'm like, so now I'm like, okay, that made it a little more real. Mm-hmm. I go to a store one day. Is I'll be sure in the store. I'm like, so that makes it more tangible for you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm everybody in school grew up with them. So I'm mm-hmm. like. Okay, so this might be a thing. And then now... Mm. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Jack Swing is coming. Mm-hmm. So now the artists that you see in R... Because back then, the R&B artists, they was full-grown men. Yeah. But now it's younger people. So now I'm like, okay, that's how you do this shit. So you knew Jack Swing was kind of like the turning point for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So Keith Sweat, guy, like, Keith Sweat, that's when guy, you, yeah. Bobby Brown. Yeah. Yeah, all of that type of stuff in, in the emergence of hip hop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just being yeah. able to touch it. Yeah. Because see, now it's not just you watching the Grammys and be like, I want to do that one day. Like, no. You know I mean, yeah. it's real now. Right, exactly. And so back then I was listening to, mm-hmm. shit, I used to listen to hip hop. I, I stayed listening to Public Enemy. Yeah. Um, I, I was listening to LL. That's my favorite rapper, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah, Elvis. like all time. Like, interesting got, fun fact. Oh, you got an LL story. Here we go. <laughs> I actually had a couple of them, but LL. I was in a club out here one day. Okay, and, um, we in Atlanta, by the way, y'all. Yeah, yeah, we in Atlanta. <laughs> so, so Pharrell's like, yo, I've been looking for you, looking for you. Yeah, I'm like, well, you're looking at me. Yeah. So he's like, yo, I need you to fly to New York day after tomorrow. I, give me the information, blah, blah, blah. So I fly up there. And he got a record. Now, me and LL did like three records together that never came out. One of them is out now, but finally they put it out. But so he, he's You and LL album. got three songs together. And then we, we were talking recorded years mm-hmm. ago. But check this out. So we get to the studio of Pharrell and it's, um, I'm going to love you better. So we did my vocals and everything. And um, shit was dope. Everybody loved it. Somebody at the label hated it. And it was so bad that there was this one person that had L's ear. They took the song around to the whole label. and They didn't say who was singing which one. Everybody picked my version. But it got hated on. So, And I've been trying to find the CD of it. But so yeah. you are the original version of Love You Better? Well, no. The version that came out was the demo. That's the original version. But I... Song the song... Yeah, and then I did my. Who the fuck is singing on the demo? That's Pharrell, right? Uh, no, I no, thought no. it was Pharrell. No, that's um, I forgot dude's name. He, I forgot the dude's name. He he was an artist signed to somebody. But else. he ain't doing shit. Nah, no, no, he just... he wasn't ever. Yeah, he wasn't ever like anybody that that that. He wasn't you. Nah, 
But yeah, they had so yeah, that that was supposed to come out. Yeah. Um we did another song um that L got on and it didn't come out, but I just saw recently that it's on his greatest hits. They took they took me doing the chorus and then L just rhymed the rest of the record. Yeah, I, I didn't even know they put that shit out eventually. Yo, that's that's a that's yo, crazy, right? That's crazy as shit, yeah. yo. So I was listening to L. Okay. Um I love how we go off on the tangent, we come right back. Yeah, yeah, we got it. <laughs> um definitely DeBarge. So you yeah. like DeBarge? I love DeBarge. You know what? So you had a DeBarge t-shirt on yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I'm not even gonna hold you, dog. I hated DeBarge. You hated DeBarge? And it wasn't because they was light skinned. So here's the thing. I liked I like Chico DeBarge with Switch. No, that's Bobby. Was it Bobby DeBarge? Bobby I thought it was Chico. Or whoever, yeah, yeah whoever Bobby, was with Bobby Switch. Bobby was Switch. Okay. I like, I like, yeah, okay, so it was Bobby. Mm-hmm. My, my apologies. I thought it was Chico. Whoever was with was, was Switch, mm-hmm. I like him. And I like Elder Barge. I mean, essentially, but then again, I guess that's the Barge, right? Yeah. All the other DeBarge just didn't like it. It didn't matter, right? Yeah, they, was, they played instruments. They didn't really sing. It's yeah, like, yeah, right, right, right. sang, right. the sister. Mm-hmm. And then when L went solo, Bobby joined DeBarge, and it was mm-hmm. just the four brothers. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't. Yeah, I don't know what after the, you know. All, I, what is it? The, the first album was all this love or whatever. That was the first album. No, that might have been on. Yeah, that, I think that was. That's the, the one. Album. Yeah, I, but I, I, I. You didn't like. I like it. I loved. I like it. But again, you ever time and we will reveal. Do you have a, okay? Is there an artist that you like? Everybody like, but you like. It's not that I don't like him. It's just something that they just don't. Something about them don't do it for you. That everybody think of somebody in the eighties. Freddie Jackson. He, nigga, he didn't do it for me either. I thought he was Diet Luther and Peebo Bryson together. together. Yeah, like, <laughs> and you know, and then, I thought yeah, he, he was has, Diet I, Luther. I, and I never, I never. Yeah. I couldn't get into him, man. And he got some joints. Yeah, he got some joints. But it's just certain. It's certain. It just don't move you. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, that that was that was definitely me in, in the eighties. Like it, I'm like this. It insists on. And itself. would you say and DeBarge was R and B? Would you say, or would you say they're pop? Cause now it feels like everybody's popping the eighties. Yeah, everybody's like popping eighties. The bars was R and B, but I could, but they were trying to get them. Mm-hmm. They was trying to move them in that lane, mm-hmm. which is why they started doing stuff. Rhythm of the night, was I a pop this. song. Cause that was a pop song. That's why I don't fucking like the bars, man. That was a pop song. Um, <laughs> That's why I don't fucking like the bars. Who is Johnny? That is a super pop song. Mm-hmm. But they was trying to get them. Move them over Move into pop. I see what you're saying. I see so. what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Damn, dog. So now it's just kind of like now the question is: Was '80s even really R&B? I mean, there wasn't a lot of it. Damn, like, like, like. I mean, would you say Anita Baker was R&B? Yeah, but she was more jazz to me. She was, yeah, she was. She was jazz, more yeah. jazz. Than she was R&B, definitely jazz. Yeah, yeah. But she definitely stayed stayed true to it. Yeah. Um. But most everybody else was like funk bands, like Zap. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Zap, yeah. Like Zap, like P Funk, all yeah, the, all yeah, of these. Yeah, they stay yeah, doing yeah. what they were supposed to do. Yeah, but everybody else, I guess Just, they took the, they seen that bag that's over there because that pop money is different. Is it now? Oh, it's so much different. Do you feel like you ever made a pop record? Yeah, missing you was number three on the pop chart. That didn't feel like a pop record to me. See, man, that's, maybe it's different. No, man. I I always thought missing you was a pop record. That's why I didn't want to make it. I didn't feel like it was pop though. To case. this day, it feels like a pop record. You still, you did you hate it? I yeah, mean, you I like did. it because it put money in your pocket. But I didn't want to make it. I didn't want to make it. I, I didn't want to do it. Because it felt like a pop record. 
It, it still feels like a pop record to me. We gonna come. We gonna keep talking about this pop shit because now you you didn't you didn't really you didn't really pique my interest, man. We gonna keep talking about this pop shit. I wanna I wanna continue really with with this pop shit because now like my interest is because at first I came in this, into this to this this conversation saying mm-hmm. you we, you know like I tell the story of nineties R and B tell the story seventies R and B tell the story so I'm like okay well let's tell the story eighties R and B and I'm sitting there saying to my or as we're having this mm-hmm. conversation I'm sitting here saying to myself wow the set, the eighties really was not R and B. As much as we think it is, nah, it was and all I wanted you, 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 we were talking off camera, but I want to know. You said something about uh, Barry Gordy. You, why do you feel the eighties seems like R? So, real quick, I hear a lot of people now saying R and B is dead. R and B is dead. Mm. Well, let me ask you this: In the eighties, was R and B dead? If if everybody's making pop records in the eighties, nobody cared. People only care about that type of shit now. Who's the goat and who's the mm-hmm. Nobody care about that shit then. Mm-hmm. I think that the 80s was the era of excess. That was the the stock market and all that. And they was going crazy. Mm-hmm. And that goes hand in hand. Well, that pop money is over there too. So that's that goes right in line with that excess of that of that decade. Damn. It crack Damn. wasn't out yet. Yeah. The music didn't start getting soulful again, unfortunately, till crack came. So you're saying crack bought back R&B? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but you can find a bright side in anything, nigga. But think about it. It's the truth. Think about it. Hey, they say Rich Porter is the godfather of New Jack Swing. Rich Porter. funded it with, with money. I'm saying, I'm not saying it did. All I'm saying, mm-hmm. it was no soul, then it was crack, then it was some soul. Do with that what you will. You know what, dog? Think about everybody was yeah. making pop records. <laughs> Everybody was making pop records. My man said in the 80s, he said there was no soul. <laughs> then it was crack. And then it was soul. And then it was soul all of a sudden. So literally, you're right. So you figure crack is like 85-ish, 86? 84. 80, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it stopped, but it really exploded it, in like 84. Yeah, 84. 80, 85. But we'll just say mid-80s, yeah. but you figure, right? Like New Jack Swing comes along. Right after that, because it was the show and I'm not all that stuff came you, out of '86. Teddy Riley wasn't doing crack, right? No. Nah. All right. However, <laughs> but you remember that's when Reagan cut all the cut all the uh, the programs. Yeah. And then niggas was poor again, so now niggas got some soul now because they got the blues again. Niggas. You had, that, you had the drug draft in '86 too. Okay. The NBA drug draft. Every like the first yeah. first round. Yeah, 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 yeah. You talking about Lim Bias, Lim Bias, yeah, 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 all of dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you get the blues. Because he Reagan made sure we had the blues, mm-hmm. and they go to soulful music again. So let's let so then now when you really think about it, right? So basically, it sounds like R and B comes from right, and not to say that we didn't know this, right? But R and B comes from a place, unfortunately, of it's not a place of success. R and B is not like like if we it's re- rhythm and blues. Yeah, we're not we're it's not a place of of triumph. It seems like it, it, you know because I'm, I mean like I said I'm really flabbergasted at like I'm naming artists in the '80s right. So mm-hmm. we talk you know, so we said Anita Baker, but she you know she's kind of jazz jazz yeah jazzish. But that but you know what I'm saying. But we talk mm-hmm. again we talk about people who stayed true right. Um, again, Luther Vandross, who had a mm-hmm. few pop records. Yep. Um, but the, I mean, who else? The funk bands, the funk bands, the funk, mm-hmm. the funkadelic stayed there. So nobody else, like the Gap Band. Yeah. It, it. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag 
did feel a little light. Because all everybody else was the whispers were still was was hot in the eighties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it it was all it was all pop. Pop Damn, pop and funk. There was no straight R and B other than like you say, like Luther. Yeah. Um, like I said, Debage. Yeah. Um, and then and again, they had a lot of pop records. Yeah. Yeah, and they had they had they had some pop records, but they wasn't. Pop artists. So let me they ask. Trying you, to push them that way. So let me ask you this: One thing that I talk about is moving the genre forward, right? Mm-hmm. And I always bang, bang that in people's heads. And can can we def, can we say like? So I don't want to say who. And I know you said like you know money or or, or like the economic mm-hmm. status change, but like how did it go from you know like my friend Derek? He, if y'all hear somebody in the background, it's my friend uh, my friend Derek. He, yeah. you know. It, <laughs> So infam- so infamously talk about Michael Jackson being a a, a vice lord. Yeah, that's him, yo. <laughs> Nigga, that, that, that clip went crazy, though. I, I didn't see that. That I, clip that's, went... That's, yeah, dog, that clip went crazy, funny. dog. Oh, you gotta show me that. I sent you the picture, though, of him throwing it up. So. Yeah, so if you hear somebody talk, but... There's a whole TikTok thing mm-hmm. that I'm a blood. And this nigga be like, exhibit A, my, you? my, my daughter sent it to me. You, you, nigga, there's a TikTok of you. Be- it's a whole, there's some dude, and people stay, there's like, exhibit A. And they had the, the uh, Touch Me, Tease Me video, I had a Jerry Rice jersey. And they, they just go through, he just goes through all type of shit. My daughter's like, daddy, this is hilarious. And she sent it to me. I'm like, this shit is funny. It's like, I think he did like two or three of them. You not a blood though, right? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Got ass, right? Hell no. <laughs> I ain't none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't none of that shit. But let's, no, let's keep talking though. So, but like, let's, so like, but like off camera, we were talking and, and Derek made a great point. Or I don't know if it was Derek or you, but he said, the, uh, y'all both agreed the, be- the last R&B album came out in the The last 70- great R&B album. The last great R&B yeah. album before the 90s, I guess, was was Michael Jackson's Off the Wall. Off the wall. Yep. Okay, so my mm-hmm. question case is, if that's the case, how did it go from Off the Wall Right, mm-hmm. and we're talking 1979. Mm-hmm. We're talking the end of the disco era, right? Mm-hmm. To now going into, we don't get any real R and B the entire decade. How? how I, I mean, we got some, but it just wasn't. But like I'm saying, for the most part, though, right? Like, yeah, it was. It wasn't prominent. No. But what? How? Who changed that? Is my question. Right. That's a good question. That's what I um, want to know. Like, so we again we talk about moving the genre forward because right? I happen to know that. After Off the Wall, Michael Jackson was pissed off because he didn't win. Yeah, he well, he was very pissed and off. He did, and then he made Thriller. Thriller, yeah. And I, I don't know if everybody else was like, well, shit, me too. Because like you said, Lionel Richie, all of the soul singers started making pop records in the 80s. And I don't know. And even the ones who were coming out, they were like, nah, nigga, you need to, like, I, yeah, know yeah. You want, I know you want, like, somebody like a Whitney Houston, right, who has a voice of yes. a goddess, right? But at the same time, I'm pretty sure Clive Davis was like, yo, that's cool and all, but bitch, this sells the No, record. that's exactly what happened. He, 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 he was going to make her the, the princess. Yeah. And that's why he had her singing those super pop records. Like the... Star Search, them them type of yeah like yeah that. Star Search yeah damn yeah man. that type of that Did type you of stuff. Hear about the you gotta get a mic, bro. We, get, like, we can't. We can't, we can't you gotta get a. We gotta get. Yeah, we, we say what? You off camera, everybody? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like only for the audio purposes. I know people ain't gonna be able to hear you. These mics, they don't pick up everything. But like, 
Um, my bad. I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to play you either. You know, I love you, bro. You know what I mean? But <laughs> but this is but this is an interesting topic though now because again, like we started off talking about like damn, like oh, all right, let's talk 80s mm-hmm. R&B, and now it's like I feel like we don't have 80s R&B to really talk about. I mean, we had it. It was just watered down. It was it was extremely watered down. Cause think about it, that's when the deal came out. That was my day. I like the deal though, man. The deal. Them, them I fuck with the deal but, though, man. But two occasions. Yeah. It's one of the most pop records of all time. Wow. Listen to the drum sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the bells, that's pop. Yeah. It's dope as hell. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. But But it's not R&B. It's not R&B. And even, and and let me ask you this, there was R&B charts in the 80s, right? So even it being, so. Yeah. Were they R&B charts? Yeah, there was R&B charts in the 80s. Yeah. But the thing is, with R&B, let me ask you this. If somebody, if somebody, you know, somebody back there could look it up. Was there R&B Grammys given out in the 80s? Yeah. So it's like if there's R and B Grammys given out in the eighties, hey, no, 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 I don't. Let's know. Let's look that up. No, no, I mean we'll get a fact in check. The eighties, it may have started in the eighties. When did? Yeah, when did like best R and B? Was there a best R and B album? Was I don't know because I know I know for the seventies they was like, okay, we need to start calling this award the Aretha Franklin because she would win this shit every year. Yeah, and then Stevie Wonder won it like six times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but it but was, I don't know if though I don't I don't remember it being R and B. When did? Yeah, when was the First started in 1969. So the best R&B so album started, yeah. So if we can, let's go through the 80s and figure out who, that, that'll be. Yeah, us I would be interested to see who, who yeah, won give, the if, From 81, from 1980 to 1989, I want to know who won best R&B album. And then you and I can sit here and say. Yeah, because I bet you I bet you a lot of them was pop. Or since few, they was black, they put them in the R&B category. Yeah. I guarantee you that happened. All right, Derek, what you got? Starting in 79, Donna Summer. Donna Summer popped me. Then Chet D. Or Disco, yeah. Then it became Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. 1980. 1980, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Is they, is they pop or R&B? Nah, they Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> they Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, that's yeah, what they said. Yeah, they Earth, Wind, and Fire. I would say funk. They everything. They, they whatever, everything. They, they whatever you fire. They, to me, if they say they want to be hip-hop, nigga, they can be hip-hop. If if Verdine White say, look, man, I'm hip-hop, you right, dog. Say less. Yeah. 80, 81, Stephanie Mills. 81, Stephanie, Stephanie Mills is R&B. Stephanie what was Mills the album called? Um, it was called Never Knew Love Like This. That was my album, That too. was my Plus, shit. Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, so 1981, Stephanie Mills won. So she's R&B. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. And, and 82. 82. Grover Washington Jr. and Bill Rivers. That's the two of us. That's my song, but that's a jazz record. That's a jazz. And Grover Washington is jazz to me, right? He's, so a, 19, jazz, he's, he's a jazz artist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's a saxophone he player. Just, he just had, what's his name, sing on the record. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so. 83, George Benson. Jazz. Wait, wait, let's stop with George Benson. Jazz, right? Yeah, Josh Benson remade Missing You. Did he? Yeah, I just found out. He remade your song? Yeah. Did he do good? He George Benson, nigga. I mean, he didn't sing it. It was guitar. Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say it. George Benson's more jazz. That's different. All right, okay. 84, we all know. Thriller, okay. All right, yeah. See? Now, is a pop album. They threw him in the R&B category. Yeah. Well, he probably won best uh, pop, best. That's the best R and B songs, by the way. Okay, I want best R and B album. Best R and B album. Okay. Oh, they probably was like. But Look. that's dope that in '81, no Stephanie Mills won best R and B song for "Never Knew Love Like This" that before. That's a. But that says a lot because Stephanie Mills is, for the most part, right. Well, let me ask you this: She's not. Was she huge? Because, like, to me, I don't feel like she gets the flowers or the recognition. She doesn't recognition. She, doesn't. she deserves. She Matter of fact, I had to post my picture of me and Stephanie Mills this week. I yeah, love they, me some Stephanie Mills, yeah. dog. Okay. 
Best R&B album. Okay, we're going best R&B album. Those okay. are best R&B songs. Okay. My bad. Let's go. Best R&B. Best R&B album didn't start until 1995. Told you. Wow. Told you. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do that Wow. Shit. And then best hip hop didn't start till. I mean. It's an honor presented at the Grammy Awards, a ceremony that was, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 1990, 1995 was the first award. And who and who won the TLC? No, Boys and Men. Okay, but pop, but yeah, wow. Yeah, and who's who's nominated? Can you see that? Yeah, Anita Baker, Tevin Campbell, Gladys Knight, Michelle Dinge, um, and they gave cello, yeah, cello, and Luther Vandross. I don't even like. I mean, we talking R and B albums, right? Like to me, like if we're talking ninety five, which means they're going off the years of, of ninety four. Mm-hmm. Nigga, TLC. TLC won the next year. Uh, Crazy, sexy, cool. So okay, okay. My life album came out ninety four. Like yeah, that came. She, yeah. TLC beat my life <clears throat> and Brown Sugar. She beat. She beat out two. Damn, TLC beat. Clive Davis. Clive, uh, Clive Davis. Every, every hey, Davis. Clive, that's Clive Davis. Davis. That's Clive Davis. But then it technically no, no, no yeah, Clive no, Davis. Clive Davis. Arista. Who was also Clive Davis? Tony Rich beat Oletta James, Maxwell, Curtis Mayfield. This is why I see why niggas don't like the Grammys. Let me tell you something. I lost two <laughs> Grammys in thirty minutes. I didn't want to go. Wait a no, 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 no. It's not funny, but no, I swear to God, it's the way he said it. Don't he? No, nigga, I lost two Grammys in thirty, in 30 minutes. minutes. But here's the how do we explain this that? Is, this is my thing, and everybody knows this. Yeah, if you if you up against anybody in any award show, yeah, that has either Clive Davis or L.A. Reid behind him, go home, go home. And that year, I got nominated. Whoops. Missing you was nominated for best R and B vocal performance. Okay, who was you up against? Uh, Usher, you remind me. Hey, man. <laughs> R&B, not that song. R&B vocal performance. I know, I get it. <laughs> and it was some other niggas, but I was like, hey, Usher, man. don't win that. And they had to make You me remind me was my shit, dog. Yeah, I liked it too, but I liked it. But you know, you sang, I get it, I get it, yeah. And then the other one we lost, it was for Living It Up, and we lost to um Eve and uh, Gwen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Stefani. And I was like, now take me to the liquor store. <laughs> Y'all drag me out, drag but me I, out. You know here, what? I'm looking at both songs and it's like they're totally different records. Living it up. But, yeah. But I, I could. That's a power. Living it up was crazy, dog. But see, I could understand the living it up one. Yeah. Because that, that other pop? one, I ain't understand it. Yeah. Hell yeah, it was a pop record. Yeah, I'm just making sure. Oh, very much so. <laughs> like, the record it samples is a pop record. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Dude, I. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Damn, that's funny. But yeah, shit. It, yeah, that shit is up to ninety five. That's crazy. Damn. So we went. So I mean, and it's wild, right? Because they didn't have this category in the seventies, right? But you have so many great R and B R and B albums in the seventies that you could point to. You know, we talking Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, you know, um, Teddy Pendergrass, and we, the list goes on, right? Yeah, Stevie Wonder and Aretha Franklin used to win that shit every but year. Damn, the fact that so now I, it makes me kind of want to go back to the eighties. 
And each year I want to look at every R&B album or and say, look, man, if I was giving out a Grammy, who would win the best? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, damn, now that I think about it, though, like if you're not if there's no R&B category, what the fuck is the point of making R&B? Like let's yeah, let's that, really really yeah. let's really think about it. if there is no R and B category, what the fuck is the point because of making R and B? There's people who appreciate R and B. Fuck that statue they gonna give you. That shit don't mean shit. Yeah, because yeah. there's people that got tons of statues. Mm-hmm. And they put it like this: this artist that got twenty twenty five Grammys, mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye got three, and he got them all in the same day. That that put it, I mean, that two. Put, that puts everything in. Perspective. And he got them all in nineteen eighty three. So yeah, he said, did he get a grip for shit. sexual healing or something? Yeah, for sexual healing. But he didn't get to get it, right? Yeah, yeah he, he got it. He was no I'm saying he was dead. No, 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 no the, the Grammys is February. He didn't die till April. Oh, yeah, he died in yeah, April. Okay. But yeah. he died a year later. Oh, he died a year after his Yeah, Grammy. He died okay, a year. Okay, a year. Okay. But that's crazy. But yeah. So that's why when people like, yo, so and so got this. Like, yeah, motherfucker. Well, got so too. when I when I talk about artists being legends and stuff like that, right? I'm gonna be honest with you, Grammys aren't my isn't my litmus litmus test, right? right? But there for, are people who For me, I go like my main thing, like cause I call classic albums rings. Right. Right? Like if you got a classic album, nigga, you want a ring. Right. Some albums were really, really, really good. Yep. And I say you got an NBA finals appearance. Right, right, right. Like I look at it like that. Right, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, right, or if right, your album right. was yeah, decent, yeah. it's like, yo, you made the playoffs, my nigga. You, there's no, no shame in that. Like, we still remember the 93, you know, Suns, right? Like, Barkley was great. Just Jordan was better. Like, it's just not just. He was with Thunder Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they, they yeah. That. But that, but that, but that, but I mean, like, if, if Paxton don't hit a shot, we might be having a different, we might be. I'm not saying we will. I'm saying we could be having a different conversation. I'm just saying that's how good yeah. that team was with Kevin Johnson, Charles Barkley, yeah. da- da- Danny Ainge. Like they forget the Bulls are the underdog. They they do Bulls were definitely the underdog in '93. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, but that's how they go. So damn, can we can we get the other? So '85, who was the uh, R&B song? Let's go back to the songs because I'm, I'm songs '85. I, I, I'm curious. For the charts? You mean some? Yeah, of no, no, no. I'm talking about what's the, what's the who Kashif won? Kashif had to have a bunch of them shits. Who Kashif won? Kashif was the shit in the Kashif, '80s. <laughs> Kashif was the shit in the '80s. I want to know because now, like, it's just so this episode. Slave. Was doing I fucked with Slave. Me too. Steve Arrington did. They stayed doing. Mm-hmm. It's just damn. Like I didn't know that it went. So if we, some D's, if we did, so they were popped to me. No way. You think we're forcing in the eighties? Not forcing D's. They, they was R and B. Forcing D's was eighties. So Tender Love is not a pop hit. It is because but, it's a pop hit. Oh, I see it what you're saying. Pop but it was the pop. He made it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Michael Jackson eighty four. Prince yeah. eighty five. Not R and B really. Prince is Prince. Yeah. Eighty six. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Shaka Khan 85. What was that? Ain't nobody? She won for, the, she won for I Feel For You. Which I Feel For You. Yeah. And that's a pop. That's not Very a much R&B a record. record. Yeah. Written by, by Prince. Yeah. Prince. yeah. And then in 86, you had Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. What's the song? Free, Freeway of Love. Yeah. And then that's extremely pop. Super Peter pop. Baker, Sweet Love. That's not, now I can't, is Sweet Love a pop record to you? It's jazz no, no, no. but it's, yeah. it's jazz but... I'm fucking head up about Sweet Love. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna tell you some shit that people don't realize about that shit. Either. Come on, talk to me. I'm in love, sweet love. It's the same exact thing as I can tell you how I feel about. Which the same thing as funny how time flies. Yeah. If you could play them records, they're all the same record. Wow, niggas didn't realize you know that. Who hit me to that. Mm-hmm. The Avalon Brothers. They did all the Janet Jackson stuff for like. Mm-hmm. 
they told they played it. Yeah, it's the same exact song, all three of them songs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, he ain't got no mic, man. God <laughs> yeah. damn, he making good points with no yeah, mic. Yeah. Like, man, I went to go get you waters. So I thought you would have been prepared. You weren't supposed to be on the. You're not. Like, so this is you, you're about to say you're not supposed to be on the album. No, but <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're not on this record. <laughs> That's funny as shit. No, dog, but he's one of my really, really closest yeah, friends. I'll fuck that's with him. Funny as shit. Um, uh, all right. What was 80, 87 with Sweet Love? What's 88? 88, Club Nouveau. Club Nouveau. Lean on me. Was the remake? Was the, Yeah, it was uh, Damn, I I just acted like I didn't hear him. Okay. Yeah, that shit was You didn't like the song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, right. we ain't, we ain't, no, I get it. Oh, I hated that shit. 80, 89. <laughs> Who won best R&B song? 89, Anita Baker. Give you the best that I got. So. All that stuff is more jazz than R&B. Yeah, I mean, so, you can call it R&B. No, but this, this really pushes our point home. Yeah. That in, 19, in the 80s, R&B was dead. Oh, let me fuck your head up real quick. Nineteen ninety one, see Hammer, you can't touch this. Was the R and B song? R and B song of the year. In nineteen ninety one, you can't touch this. Was the beat all right by Janet Jackson? He beat all right by Janet Jackson. I'll be good to you by Ray Charles and Shaka Khan. Wow. He beat my 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 by Johnny Gill. Wow. He beat here and now by Luther Vandross. That just this this we just made our point. This episode <laughs> just made our point. How wow yeah wow. So now I guess we really have to go go now. You know, case I know you don't have a definition of pop, and you said you know it when you hear it, right? Mm -hmm. But I want to know now, knowing what we mm -hmm. we really just dissected this, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm not saying you 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 didn't know this right, shit, right, right, but right. it's like. It's, it's, it's like now that I'm really thinking and about you it. really go through we it. We really yeah, talking yeah. about it. The 80s yeah. didn't have R&B. Right. So now I want to I want I want to drive want I want you to drive home this point and I want to know what is your definition of pop music knowing what we know now. I'm going to give you a second. What is now your give me a if you had to make a definition of what pop music is or if you had to explain it to somebody, I really now want to know what would you say it is? My definition of pop, if I had to explain it, um, is brighter. The melodies are different than uh, mm -hmm. R&B and soul music. Mm -hmm. And for me, pop is less of a feel than R&B and soul music is. I can I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Yeah, there's, there's, not, see, there's not a lot of pop records that... You feel? You can feel them, but mm -hmm. it's a different... There's different kinds of feels. Some of them can mm. make you feel happy. Some of them might even strike a chord in you. But that soul, that shit that soul. we feel. And you know what? Yeah. And then here's the thing, right? And the people that we love out of the 80s are the ones who really, you know, encaptured exactly. the feeling with pop. So we're talking Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis yep. on Control, on Rhythm Nation, yep. on heart, on any heartbreak or a exactly. heartbreak. You know, like they encapsulate like, okay, yep. if this is what if this is what the standard is going to be, which is pop, right? Mm -hmm. Then what we're going to do is we're going to make pop records, but we're going to give it some and Yeah, you got it. Same thing with Teddy Riley, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, so would you say No, you, no, Teddy was different. Okay. Teddy was like, I'm going to make hip hop and this other shit together. together. Teddy yeah. went the opposite direction. Yeah. And he made that the new pop. 
Because if you think about I see what now, you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. He made that the new pop, but mm-hmm. he was on some other shit. Mm-hmm. And if you think about what's pop music now, mm-hmm. just me and my daughter was talking about this. She was like, all this shit now is 90s R&B. That's what the pop records are now. Right. Yeah, yeah. The pop, yeah, damn, yeah. Pop That's 90s the, sample. How no, we, not even sample. Not even sample. Mm-hmm. If I put that Bruno Mars album out, same exact album, it wouldn't have did shit. You talking about the, like, uh, oh, 24 Karat Magic? Yeah. yeah, they would have said it was dated. Mm-hmm. I think this shit was incredible. But it was a great since was, I didn't put it out, and yeah. it was him, oh, it was, it was brilliant. But the, if, if me or one of my contemporaries had put mm-hmm. that out, mm-hmm. it'd be like, oh, this shit is dated. It sound like that. That's, mm-hmm. how, the, that's how that goes. Damn. Um, the pop uh, records now are all, it's nothing but 90s R&B. Mm-hmm. Unk, um, you, you, you schooled us today. <laughs> you schooled us today yeah. because I, I really came in here and I was like, we're going to talk 80s R&B. We're going to argue about who this and who that. And now we in a situation where I'm realizing ain't no fucking 80s R&B. Yeah, it's there. So you got to dig for it, though. <laughs> you got to dig for that shit. You got to know where you go. Guys like, and guys like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and guys like Babyface was making. Yeah, they was the blueprint. They still are, actually, because people are still following that blueprint. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Facts, facts, facts. All right, man. Well, wow. Okay. I can agree with this. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset because I thought, like, you know what? But you know what? No, I take that back, right? The reason why I got this podcast is because we all need to learn something, right? Mm -hmm. And again, we don't bring people on the podcast because I think I know everything. Right, right, I'm ready to argue and stuff like that. But I have to defer to somebody who does this, right? Like, you just like yesterday, you was like, yo, I'm a comedian. I'm like, no, you're not, nigga. Like... Like he was yesterday, he was he was on the he was on his podcast, yeah, 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 and he's yeah. like, "Yo, I'm a comedian, I'm a comedian." I'm like, "Case, no, the fuck you're not." Like, <laughs> and then I stood on the table and I fucking killed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, but 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 it's like I get like it's it's hard to talk to me about comedy, right, 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 right. and me because I have a different ear for it, right? Like somebody can t- yep. like 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 prime example, right? Like I'll give a take. Like I can't put Eddie Murphy in my top five stand up comedians. Yeah, I know. I can't. I know. I know that face. But here's why. And when I say this point, you it better makes, not say Shrek. No, no, it has nothing uh, to do with Shrek. Okay, okay. Eddie Murphy has two bona fide classic stand-up specials. Not many comedians have one, let alone two. Eddie Murphy. I started comedy in 2007. I was born in 1987. Mm-hmm. I have not done. Eddie Murphy has not done stand-up. Since 1987. And here's my point with that, right? It's kind of like my top five debate in hip-hop. People, I'm talking just stand-up. I'm not talking about Eddie's overall career. I'm talking just... stand-up. There are comedians since 97, stand-up-wise, who've eclipsed Eddie Murphy. Kevin Hart being one of them. Chris Rock being another one of them. and, And Dave Chappelle. And in my opinion, in my opinion, right... And again, this, I know I'm gonna get killed for this take, but this is just how I feel. But you're, you're but here, here we go. You're, you're telling I'm a comedian, right? Mm-hmm. I do this, so I say, I say that to say, Eddie Murphy. Not take, I'm not taking nothing. But what's away. your criteria? Are you saying he's not top five funniest no, stand-up comedians? I'm just saying that's what I was at. No, 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 no. That's the no. difference. No, okay, okay. okay. So then, and then people say go people, by that. People, nigga, people gonna take the one clip. People gonna time. take the one clip and be like, oh, he, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's why I wanted to make sure. I think that I think Eddie Murphy is funnier. 
Okay. Then then a Kevin Hart. I think he's. I don't. I won't say that. But what I'm talking about is right. Okay. I told you. I told you. I think Luther Vandross sings better than we were talking about him and Charlie Wilson. I said Luther Vandross. But 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 hear me out though, right? But when it this fucking guy. No, but it's like. But no, but hear me out though. I don't. But but that doesn't mean. When I talk about somebody's whole career, mm-hmm. right? Luther Vandross has no rings, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Like, that matters. So when I'm talking about Eddie Murphy's career as mm-hmm. a stand-up, as a stand-up, there are comedians who've eclipsed that. Like, yeah, that's I, all I thought I'm, you were saying as far as funny. funny. No, okay. no. Funny that's is subjective. I, I can't, yeah. I can't oh, that's tell what you. I okay. No, funny, okay. is, funny is subjective. I can't say Eddie Murphy's funnier or not funnier than this guy, blah, blah. I mean, I can right. say that, but I right, can't right, definitively right. say right. that. Can, yeah. But if I'm taking your whole career the same way I take a rapper mm-hmm. or a singer's career, I'm looking and I'm like, okay, Eddie Murphy has two classics. Well, so does Richard Pryor. Well, so does uh, Bill Cosby. Well, so does Red Fox. Mm-hmm. Well, so does uh, you, you, George Carlin. Right, like I agree with you. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like it's not that I'm not. I'm not saying Eddie Murphy's not like Eddie yeah, Murphy. That's what I thought you were saying. Funny that's wise, what, no, no, yeah, no, no, that's no, no, what no. I thought you were saying. Funny, if first. we're just talking pound for pound right. on the stage, I mean, ain't too many. Like I, that, that's a hard list to come right, up with. Five. Right. It's hard to see. Tell it's me, hard to be, you can't tell me four niggas is better than four, Eddie Murphy. I use that rhetoric to say that Kanye West is the greatest rapper of all time. If we're talking, right. But but there's nothing. But here's the thing: what you and and, you know what you saying, Kanye is the best rapper of all time, right? Mm -hmm. You can make a legitimate argument based on his career accomplishments, and not only just that, he's also a great rapper. The greatest, not the best. Yes, right. Greatest and best is two different things. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I said the greatest stand-up, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I can't say it's Eddie Murphy. Bill Russell's greater than Will Chamberlain. Yes, Will Chamberlain would be, be a bet, but he's a bet. Will Chamberlain. He never did. He couldn't. One on one. One on one. Yeah, yeah. Better basketball Yes, Will Chamberlain. Yes, nah, you don't score a hundred points man. in the game, my guy. He was playing against five foot six white boys. So was Will. So was Bill Russell. Oh, Will had. Hold on. This ain't the this ain't the this ain't the Will Russell. But but my point no 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 but my point I was making is Joe Lewis greatest boss ever lived. My point I was making is when I was making my point about greatest stand-ups, right? Right, right, right. It's like I do this and I judge it with a different grain of salt, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody's like, oh Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. And I'm like, well, if we're talking career-wise, yeah, Kevin Hart has eclipsed him. Mm-hmm. Yes, Chris Rock has eclipsed him. And I'm talking just stand-up. We're not talking about the whole thing. Dave right. Chappelle. Dave, Chappelle Dave Chappelle has eclipsed yeah, him. Yeah. And if, you know, this may be a hot take, but Cat Williams in his prime was a great, was something to fuck with. I said, I, I said, I, I don't I don't know, but in his prime, Cat Williams was something to fuck with. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. But he can't be in this But I'm making, I'm making a, I'm just making, what I'm saying is, you know, what I'm saying is I'm looking at it from a career standpoint, just like we're t- I'm talking to you about R&B music. Right. You sing R&B. Right. You, if we, if we're, in, if we're, if we're looking at the story of nineties R&B and blah, blah, you in the book, my nigga. Yeah. You in yeah. the book. So now it's like, okay, I can't sit here. If he's telling me the eighties R&B is really pop. What the fuck I'm going to say to that? And then when you really think about when it, I'm you really, realize you that it my is. Ear, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, damn, I, he's right. So yeah. I appreciate you coming on because we got off on a whole tangent about Eddie Murphy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they gonna kill me with yeah. just listen to the whole the whole clip, motherfucker, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh I say all that to say, man, like bro, like thank you for coming on. Oh, it's man, it's schooling you know us, that? huh? Like, thank yeah, you for coming on and letting me know, like, what, what time? Was. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's all love. Um, so, hey, man, we but got- a, but a deaf nigga can hear that Charlie Wilson sing better than Luther Vandross, though. I don't, but. I don't agree with this. 
I'm just saying, right, I, I don't agree with that. And we, we I'm, you best believe I'm gonna put that clip out. <laughs> you best believe I'm gonna put that clip <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And we can see what happens. But no, and, and I'm watch, not, and I'm not. That's the deaf community. Just but be see, flooding the your deaf shit. community. They're gonna be flooding your shit. Like, yes, he is. Watch. And we're winning. We gonna yeah. see. Hey, Case, man, thank you for coming on, brother, man. If you want to plug anything you got going on, yeah, do it right you. now. Thank you for having me. I mean, shit, I got nothing to plug. I got Can you tell people to go back week. and listen to your old shit? Give me my, run your streams up? Nah, they just do it. I hope they keep <laughs> yeah, doing it. I hope they keep doing it. Man, they just do you it. know what I mean? Um, well, I just finished a new album. Okay. Um, called Love Jones Volume 2. I got a, um, I'm on the road constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, hit me up. I am underscore case one. Facebook, case you, music. You respond too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you respond. A little less now, though. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. It's kind of dangerous, Randy. <laughs> 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 it, 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 Twitter um, Case underscore music mm-hmm. Alright man Well yo okay, Thank you for coming on man Yo this My is one, guy Really appreciate you Doing this man It means a lot to me man um, Nothing special To say at the end y'all Thank y'all for listening Thank y'all for laughing This podcast is over
Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.